Calling out to the Itascacita community, it's time for your Itascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello, Itascacita community. It is February 3rd, 2023. Welcome to your resource online of things happening at the Itascacita Branch Library. We're going to be talking about media, and that includes books, movies, TV shows. Previously, uh, one of our episodes talked about predictions we had and things that we had predicted last year. And did they come true? Did they not come true? Perhaps we shouldn't give up our day jobs just yet and try to become people who can see the future because it didn't really work out. Of course, we're going to touch on some programs coming up. We have some really special ones coming up. I particularly want to make a note on February 11th at 2.30, Miss Christine's discovery time is going to be changed a little bit. It is Tommy Terrific's Wacky Magic presents George Washington Carver. This is a fabulous show for the kids. It's it's usually aimed at elementary age, but it's a family program. We hope that families will all come and join in. Tommy Terrific's Wacky Magic is going to perform a magic show about African-American scientist and inventor George Washington Carver. It will feature magic tricks related to Carver's promotion of peanuts and so much more. Now, the show won't have actual peanut products in it, but it is educational entertainment, and we really don't want you to miss out. But space is limited, so be sure to go online, hcpl.net slash events, and you can go a little further. It's hcpl.net slash events slash 76918. And that'll take you straight to this particular event. But you can always just search hcpl.net slash events and find it. But you'll want to register. Now, registration opens up tomorrow. It'll open up February 4th for the following Saturday, February 11th at 2.30. We do hope you'll join us for this family program. Tommy Terrific's Wacky Magic presents George Washington Carver. Did you know what the mystery book was last month? I read a very small section of the very beginning of a popular classic work. You might have also caught on to it if you had ever watched the BBC version of this. It came out in 1995. I am showing my bias here because while it is not an exact copy of the book, I think it is the most true to the spirit of it. And I also think that the people who embodied the roles of the characters really did so very, very well, so... Or a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. (laughs) Pride and Prejudice, that was the book that I read. This month, we're going to do a book that inspired a series that became a very popular series, even though it, it started to diverge a little bit from the book. And here we have... We slept in what had once been a gymnasium, The floor was of varnished wood, with stripes and circles painted on it, for the games that were formerly played there. The hoops for the basketball nets were still in place, though the nets were gone. A balcony ran around the room for the spectators, and I thought I could smell faintly like an afterimage, the pungent scent of sweat shot through with the sweetest taint of chewing gum and perfume from the watching girls, felt skirted as I knew from pictures, later in miniskirts, then pants, then in one earring, spiky green streaked hair, 
dances would have been held there. The music lingered, palimpsest of unheard sound, style upon style, an undercurrent of drums, a forlorn wail, garlands made of tissue paper flowers, cardboard devils, a revolving ball of mirrors, powdering the dancers with a snow of light. So, what's my read? This new segment is visiting with staff of the Atascacita Branch Library to share what they are currently reading. And I am currently reading a book that came out in January of last year. I saw the second book coming out. It is a part of a duology. And I was like, okay, I need to read the first one. So I caught up with Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Sue Lin Tan. It was a Goodreads Choice Award, nominee for Best Fantasy of 2022, and nominee for Best Debut Novel of 2022. I'm really enjoying it so far. I am listening to it. I read through audiobooks mainly. But this is a fantasy novel. It's probably more young adult geared than adult geared. It's a young adult fantasy is one of its genres that it's tagged as. It is based on the legend of Chang'e, which is the Chinese moon goddess. And it is very interesting take. There have been a couple of visits with this particular legend in the past couple of years. A movie came out on Netflix that was over the moon and it was a very cute story if you know it was also fantastical that one also was dealing with the legend of Chang'e and this one has a different take on it and it's very interesting it starts out with the daughter of the moon goddess her name is Xinyin and she is hidden away because the celestial emperor who exiled her mother because he didn't understand why the mother had taken the elixir of immortality that he had gifted to Chang'e's husband, that her banishment to the moon and she was pregnant and she had a daughter. And so she hid her daughter away well, the daughter is coming of age and she, of course, starts to wonder things and explore things and become a little more defiant against her mother's rules. And in doing so, puts her family, puts her mother uh, in danger because she sort of reveals that she exists. This revelation means that she needs to leave and hide away of course, the leaving doesn't go well, and so she doesn't end up where they hope that she would be able to be safe. That puts her in a whole different realm because she is first an attendant to one of the royal families in the Celestial Kingdom and catches the eye of the prince of the Celestial Kingdom, who is, of course, the son of the Celestial Emperor. So I'm only into chapter five at this time. I'm at the very beginning of this, but it is really well paced. The legend is not only explained, but also how she is going to change it. So you don't really have to have previous knowledge of the legend of the Chinese moon goddess. Um, it, it's helpful to have in the sense that you're like, oh, okay, I can see that. I can see that inside the legend that it's just a possibility. It really is. She's not altering much. She's just taking advantage of these little gaps in the story that could be exactly what she says happens. So there's enough detail to feel like you're in 
the environment, but without being overwhelming is a very, very good balance. I do encourage any of those who are interested in young adult kind of urban fantasy, it's, it still has a modern tone to it. So there's not a lot of um, distance between the language used and, and what we speak today. So that's also good. Sometimes you get into working with stories based on legends and the language used becomes a little distant. It becomes a little archaic sounding and that can create a barrier sometimes between the reader and the book. But you don't have to worry about that with this. It is described as a romantic duology which weaves ancient Chinese mythology into a sweeping adventure of immortals and magic, where love vies with honor, dreams are fraught with betrayal, and hope emerges triumphant. So sounds like it's going to be an uplifting read too. I haven't gotten to that part yet. And of course, this is just the first book, Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Su Lin Tan. Hi everyone, this is Brianna here to answer your burning question. What is my read? So I know I'm late to the party with this one. I remember seeing these books everywhere a few years ago, but I'm really enjoying the series A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. And now I tend to take my time finishing a book, but I blew through the first book in probably four days. These books fall under the genres of fantasy and romance, and it's a great intro to fantasy, in my opinion. At the beginning of the book, we meet Feyre, a 19-year-old who is the reluctant caretaker of her family, and she kills a wolf while she's hunting in the woods. Very quickly, she learns that the beast that she kills was not a wolf, but a fae. And this fairy lord named Tamlin comes to present Feyre with an ultimatum. She could die at his hand or she could leave to spend the rest of her life in the fairy realm and also save her starving family. Naturally, she agrees to this prison sentence and she goes with him to this other realm. Now, this realm is incredibly dangerous, and there's a sort of shadow of sickness that is looming over this whole place, and it's growing more and more pervasive as the story goes on. Now, as you can imagine, Feyre is miserable, and she's hostile, especially towards Tamlin, but somewhere along this dark adventure, they develop a passionate affair and it ends up playing a really important role in the story and it's just a well-rounded story I don't want to give too much away but I really appreciated that romance was not the central theme to this story there's a lot of action there's a lot of adventure each character is well developed there are lots of twists and turns that keep you on your toes I just think I think it's like a 4.8 out of 5 star read for me so yeah, that's what I'm reading. Stay tuned next month to see how the second book is going. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us here at Atascacita Branch Library's Advanced Copy. If you like this program and you wish to share it with others, we hope that you do. Like and subscribe. Leave us a comment. And we will hopefully bring back some more information for you next month. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. 
Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascacita Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at fol.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.